chapter seven of yon of the windmill this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. yon of the windmill by juliana horatia ewing chapter seven abel goes to school again dame datchet a column of spelling abel plays moocher the miller's man cannot make up his mind abel went to school again in the spring and though george would have been better pleased had he forgotten the whole affair he remembered the word in george's young woman's love-letter which had puzzled him and never was a spelling-lesson set him among the m's that he did not hope to come across it and to be able to demand the meaning of mower dick from his dame without the excuse of its coming in the column of spelling set by herself abel dared not ask her to solve his puzzle for never did teacher more warmly resent questions which she was unable to answer than dame datchet abel could not fully make up his mind whether it should be looked up among two syllabled or three syllabled words he decided for the former and one day brought his spelling-book to george in the round-house i've been a-looking for that year word giarge said he there's lots of mo's but it bean't among em here they be words of two syllables m ma me my here they be mo and abel began to rattle off the familiar column at a good rate george looking earnestly over his shoulder and following the boy's finger as it moved rapidly down the page mocking modern mohawk molar molly moment money moping more mortal moses motive movement stop a bit mun cried george what do all the words mean they bothers me i know some of em said abel and i asked dame datchet about the others but she do be so cross and i think some of em bothered she too there's mocking i knows that what's a modern dame says i a muddle-headed fellow the likes of you says she what's a mohawk dame says i it's what you'll come to before long ye young hangallus says she i was feared on her giarge i can tell ee but i tried my luck again what's a molar dame says i tis a wuss word than t'other says she and if ee axes me any more voolish questions i'll break thee yed for ee do ee think tis a very bad word giarge added abel with a rather indefensible curiosity i never heard en said george and this was perhaps decisive against the dame's statement and i don't believe un neither i think it bothered she i believe tis a genteel word for a man as catches aunts they call aunts moles in some parts so perhaps they calls a man as catches moles a molar as they calls a man as drives a mill a miller tis likely too giarge said abel well molly we knows and moment in moping and moral what's moral inquired george tis what they put at the end of vables giarge there's vables at the end of the spelling-book and i've read un all there's the wolf and the lamb and i knows now said george tis like the last verse of that song about the harnet and the biddle go on abel mortal that's swearing moses that's the, in the bible giarge motive i thought i'd try un just once more what's a motive dame says i i've got un here says she quite quiet like but i seed her feeling under his chair and i knowed twas for the strap and i ran straight off spelling-book and all giarge so thee've been playing moocher eh said george with an unpleasant twinkle in his eyes what'll master lake say to that don't ee tell un giarge abel implored and 
oh gearge let i tell mother about the word maybe she've heard tell of it let i show her the letter gearge she'll read it for e she's a scholard is mother there was no mistaking now the wrath in george's face the fury that is fed by fear blazes pretty strongly at all times look ye abel my boy said he pinching abel's shoulder till he turned red and white with pain if thee ever speaks of that letter and that word to any mortal soul i'll tell master lake thee plays moocher and i'll half kill thee myself thee shall rue the day ever thee was born he added almost beside himself with rage and terror and as after a few propitiating words abel fled from the mill george ground his hands together and muttered motive i wish the old witch had motived every bone in thee body or let me do it master george sannel was indeed a little irritable at this stage of his career like the miller he had had one stroke of good luck but capricious fortune would not follow up the blow he had made five pounds pretty easily but how to turn some other property of which he had become possessed to profit for himself was after months of waiting a puzzle still he was well aware that his own want of education was the great hindrance to his discovering for himself the exact worth of what he had got and to his suspicious nature the idea of letting any one else into his secret even to gain help was quite intolerable abel seemed to be no nearer even to the one word that george had showed him after weeks of schooling and george himself progressed so slowly in learning to read that he was at times tempted to give up the effort in despair of his late outburst against abel he afterwards repented as impolitic and was soon good friends again with his very placable teacher much of the time when he should have been at work did george spend in puzzling over his position sometimes as from an upper window of the mill he saw the little jan in abel's arms he would mutter if a body were to kidnap un would they advertise he i wonders and after some consideration would shake his white head doubtfully saying no they wants to get rid of un or they wouldn't have brought un here happily for poor little jan the unscrupulous rustic rejected the next idea which came to him as too doubtful of success i wonder if they'd come down something handsome to them as could tell em the young varmint was off their hands for good and all twould save em ten shilling a week ten shilling a week i heard em with my own ears i'd a kep em for five if they'd ask me i wonders now little uns like that does get stole by gypsies sometimes varmer smith's son were and never heard on again they falls into a mill-race too sometimes they be so venturesome but i doubt twouldn't do them as it belongs to might be glad enough to get rid of un and save their credit and their money too by turning upon i after all the miller's man puzzled himself in vain he could think of no mode of action at once safe and certain of success he did not even know whether what he possessed had any value or how or where to make use of it but a sort of dim hope of seeing his way yet kept him about the mill and he persevered in the effort to learn to read and kept his big ears open for anything that might drop from the miller or his wife to throw light on the history of jan with whom his hopes were bound up meanwhile with a dogged patience he bided his time End of chapter seven